What up, HyperChange? Welcome to another episode. Today, we're talking about Airbnb, one of my favorite private companies. They have just released news that says they are planning to go public in 2020 next year. This is something we've all been waiting for. I've been personally really excited about it. I'm sure a, t- a ton of you have been messaging me about you know wanting to invest in Airbnb, uh, and for good reason, I think. I mean, to see all these recent IPOs, Uber, WeWork, um, I think Airbnb is one of those last 2008 Great Recession unicorn startups to finally hit the public markets. And frankly, I think it's a in a class of its own in terms of business model, potential, leadership, and frankly, me actually wanting to invest in the company. I just think there's huge, huge potential here. And so with this news, I wanted to make an episode about my thoughts on Airbnb and why I would be a buyer of this company under a valuation of $100 billion. So let's start. Airbnb actually put out this press release on September 19th saying, Airbnb uh, announces intention to become a publicly traded company during 2020. That's it. That's the whole press release. Note on this, I'm almost 100% positive, this is a guess though, uh, that this will occur as a direct listing just like Slack and Spotify did their IPOs without the traditional investment making process. Uh, They're just going to do a bunch of secondaries to try and do price discovery. This cuts out those investment bankers and their huge, huge fees. And if you're a consumer brand like Slack or, you know, like Spotify or like Airbnb, you already have millions of customers who've used your product, who who know it, who love it, who want to become shareholders. There's no reason to market it with a roadshow. So I think that's a little interesting dynamic going on um, and we'll, we'll see how that plays out. But the point is that Airbnb is finally announced. They are announcing they're going to list in 2020. I think it's also important to note, like Airbnb is doing this from a position of strength. Um, As as I'll show later, the company is far more profitable and has a far better cash flow profile than something like Uber or WeWork. So they're not desperately trying to IPO, to cash out, to raise capital, to fuel their business model. They don't need that. They're mostly doing this IPO, um, or my understanding or guess would be, to give liquidity to employees and let them cash out of their stock options, as well as, I think, let customers and stakeholders and hosts actually be able to buy into the success of this company. Like, I just think that's really cool letting someone like me who's been using Airbnb for years and years now, um, who loves the product, buy into the company, I just think is, is a good opportunity. So really, really excited about all of this. Additionally, as part of this press push, Airbnb has issued an update on their community, uh, putting out some KPIs and key stats. Uh, they say as of September 15th, 2019, hosts have earned more than 80 billion sharing their homes and spaces on Airbnb. I think this is really interesting to note that Airbnb is a unique platform in a lot of ways because the hosts and guests win huge, huge in terms of amazing experience and just financially from that platform. And I think it's very rare to find a platform where both sides of that marketplace are winning in such a huge way. You know, think about Uber, you know, the drivers aren't being paid very well at the end of the day. There's a whole a crisis about the contractor nature of their work, um, you know, Grubhub, Seamless, all these apps that are paying uh, drivers to do delivery. Like, I think, A, they're not really making money, and B, I don't think they're actually as much of a win for the whole platform versus Airbnb, which is allowing their hosts to make huge, huge profits from their properties, uh, meet really new cool cool people. I know a ton of people who do Airbnb hosting themselves. They love it. They they never want to stop. Like, it's actually something they enjoy doing as well as making money. And here, Airbnb says more than $80 billion, um, is is how much hosts have earned. And so, I just think it's it's really fascinating to see how much of a win this is from both sides. So they expand on that uh, by saying there are now more than 7 million Airbnb listings in over 100,000 cities around the world, more listing than the eight largest hotel groups have rooms combined. That just goes to show you Airbnb about 8x the size of the largest hotel groups combined in terms of room capacity. So that's when you think about Airbnb, you're like, oh, is this really worth 100 billion? I mean, you think about the size of their market, it is literally all these multi-conglomerate, multi-billion dollar hotel chains combined in terms of capacity. So that starts to justify, you know, that 
10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 billion dollar valuation uh, that I think we're going to see. They also report they have a thousand cities, more than a thousand listings. Uh, back in 2011, only 12 cities did. So just incredible growth uh, for Airbnb uh, in terms of guests. They also have huge growth there from July 1st, uh, 2018 to July 1st, 2019. 8.2 million people arrived at Airbnb listings around the world. So basically huge growth on every side of the platform. This is also something to mention that I think is really cool. Airbnb's host and guest community uh, generated over 100 billion estimated direct economic impact across 30 countries in 2018 alone. So I think Airbnb is actually, you know, as much as we say tech is making the world a better place and everyone in Silicon Valley likes to say that, Airbnb is really, really doing it. And I think they're moving the needle. Um, you know, they're empowering these communities by uh, allowing them to unlock the power of their real estate, sort of become micro entrepreneurs in the tourism industry and make a lot of money. And I think on the flip side, you're allowing people um, to travel the world and experience these new places in unbelievably more authentic ways than were ever possible before. So it's an economic stimulus to these places. And like you feel like you like I've gone to so many different places and done I almost always travel Airbnb if I can um, because a it's a little bit cheaper than a hotel but it's just so much more authentic you're in someone's home you get to see how they live usually get to meet the host they're usually super super friendly um, they give you like the local recommendations the local spots like it's just a totally different way to travel that actually I think it, dramatically has improved the accessibility of the world, or at least in my view personally, makes me want to travel more, makes me more have fun when I travel, makes me connect with, you know, people around the world easier, which I think is something the world direly needs um, today when it's, everything seems so fragmented, there's so much hate. I just think this business model of bringing people together and connecting in a positive way over travel and experiences is amazing and we need it. And that's part of the reason, sidetrack, about why I'm such a big fan of this company and its mission. Moving into the shareholders portion of this update, they say as our community is grown. Our business has thrived. In the second quarter of 2019, Airbnb recognized substantially more than $1 billion in revenue. The second quarter of 2019 marked the second quarter in our history in which Airbnb revenue exceeded $1 billion. So there's a lot to unpack here. And frankly, Airbnb doesn't really release official financials. So I actually did try to chart over their financials, but it's so much, so much guesswork. And they're giving you some key clues here. So Airbnb's business to start off, I think it's important to understand, probably very seasonal. If you think about it, people travel in the summer months. Um, in Q three of 2018, they reported their first billion dollar revenue quarter, which I think is a clue. And this is their second billion dollar revenue quarter. So what, what you might say, what happened in Q4? What happened in Q1? Seasonally weaker. And I think Q3 is going to be the seasonally strongest. So they have substantially more revenue in Q2 2019. I think they're going to get even more revenue in Q3 2019. Um, and so that's how the business is playing out. But I mean, this is getting to be a very, very substantially sized business. If we take a look at the chart um, that I've uh, sort of put together by putting by Googling all the clues about their financial it looks like in 2017, they said they had 2.6 billion um, in revenue. And additionally, they had about 100 million in profits as well in 2017 despite the fact they were growing rapidly. So back to that point I was saying, unlike WeWork and Uber, Airbnb's business is actually profitable. Like they're actually making money from a cash flow perspective while they're growing, uh, not burning as much. This is why they haven't raised as much. This is why I think it's just a frankly, a much, much better business. And when you're looking at this revenue here, keep in mind that this is their cut of the listing. This isn't the net amount of revenue they're they're taking. You know, when you book a room for a hundred bucks, let's say, this is like the 20% that Airbnb gets. This is very high margin software revenue. And that's why I think it's going to command a very, very high multiple when it hits the public markets. But anyway, 2018, um, I estimated about 3.8 billion in revenue based on that 1 billion Q3 and just some other stuff I Googled. For 2019, I'm expecting 5.4 billion, which comes out to an average of 1.35 billion per quarter, which might be a little bit high, but um, I think that's, you know, just who knows how much they mean when they say substantially over a billion in revenue. So this is all guesswork until we actually see 
to see their filings, of course, but I wanted to try my best and guess. Then I have them scaling to 7.5 billion, then to 10 billion by 2021. If we slap some growth rates on there, I think this will give you a better context on actually just how fast the business is growing. I sort of assume a slow kind of decline in the growth rate. And I do want to say that this is, you know, I have them getting to 10 billion revenue in 2021. This is almost all the hosting business. Yes, in 2016, they launched experiences, which are now 40,000 experiences in a thousand cities. I think it's going to be a huge, huge growth avenue for the company. It's not just about where you stay when you travel, but it's about what you do. I think it's an equally huge market for them to attack that is going to be growing on the back burner, is already growing on the back burner, but isn't very meaningfully meaningful financially, but will be. And so I think these, this is basically assuming that the hosting business is really the, the bread and butter and the other things don't really take off. But I think, you know, experience is going to be the first next thing to take off for Airbnb. After that, I see huge, huge potential for them to get into things like restaurants, food, not only what you do when you're traveling, but where you eat. It's so hard to find good restaurants that are authentic, that are local. Imagine if you had Airbnb for restaurants, Mini Moonshot Monday. What if you had like Airbnb launch this service where I have this dope, you know, I live in a little town in Italy. I make lunch for people. I have 10 spots for lunch every day. I can put it up. It's like a restaurant, but it's actually in my home. I get to cook these amazing home cooked meals. I'm probably charging way less than a restaurant for a way more authentic experience, for way better food, for a chance to these people to interact with a local, not go to some, you know, place that was recommended on TripAdvisor. Like I think there's huge, huge potential to do what they do to the hotel industry and totally dismantle that and do the exact same thing to the restaurant industry and travel. And so beyond experiences, where you stay, what you do, what you eat, these are three huge windows of opportunity that I think Airbnb is going to get into. And then another moonshot that I think Airbnb should do in the long term, I actually put out an official moonshot Monday about this a year and two years ago, they should buy an airline, merge with an airline, or figure out a way to go more vertical in the travel experience. Think about the pain points when you're booking a trip, which airline, how to get from the airport to where you're staying, usually the Airbnb. I think this is where Airbnb is going to use capital from their uh, public offering to expand into. We're going to see them uh, basically get into the airline business or flights business somehow. Like there's so much friction. Going to the airport sucks. It's so inconvenient. There's so many different services I have to use. It's a huge pain point in the entire like experience of me going abroad. Probably the biggest reason people don't travel is the friction of going to the airport, the pain of getting there, the hassle, the cost, the not pleasantness of that experience. If Airbnb can change that, not only is that a huge business, not only is that going to be make travel way more fun, but it's going to make more people want to travel and then expand their whole end business of travel. So when I think long term about where this is going, yes, this excites me getting to 10 billion in revenue in 2021, but this is fundamentally reshaping how humans travel and experience different cultures and the way they experience those different cultures. And I think this is a huge, huge business that's not going away. The bigger humanity gets, the more connected we get, the more we're going to want to travel, the bigger and more relevant the company that can facilitate those experiences is going to be. And I see that as being Airbnb. Why do I think they're going to crush it and expand way beyond just this home market? Because Brian Chesky. It's all about owner, operator, founder. This is the biggest thing I look for in a company. You know, who is the leadership team? What is their track record like? This guy is a young, hungry uh, guy who started Airbnb from like a crappy apartment. They've hustled. They had they sold cereal at one point. He was a, originally a graphic designer, I believe, um, and that's why Airbnb has so much beautiful design in their platform. But that's another story. But the dude is just a hustler. He does things. He's built this business the right way. Hasn't grown it as fast as some of these, you know, Uber, uh, Lyft, uh, you know, WeWork companies. But he's done it more. 
responsibly, more profitably. Um, the ethos of this company of just bringing the world together, connecting cultures, um, doing it in a sustainable way too. I think there's a huge opportunity for sustainable tourism. There's a little fun fact about someone I knew who worked at Airbnb. They were saying that like there's always reusable cups and like everything's on tap on a fountain. There's no like single use bottles or plastics. I don't know if that's true, but it was just a little anecdote to show you how deep the thoughtfulness of this company culture goes. And I think that really, really matters um, in terms of like vision and building a long lasting company. So I think Brian Chesky, he's super young. This guy's got decades left of crushing it. This is clearly his passion. I think we're only in inning two or three of really seeing how Airbnb unfolds. And um, I, so that's why I think 10 billion is exciting, but I think there's a huge, huge opportunity beyond that. So let's talk about the valuation. Why did I say I'll buy this thing under $100 billion? Because I think 100, you know, 10 billion in 2021, IPOs in 2020, that's like 12, that's 10 times forward revenue. I think that's a pretty pricey, you know, multiple play on something that's growing 35 to 40%. But I think this is extremely high margin in the long term. I think we could see profit profitability of 25 to 30% EBIT margins long term at scale for this company. That means if they have 10 billion in revenue, that maturity margins, we're looking at about 3 billion of that dropping the bottom line, slap a 33 times multiple on that. We're looking at 100 billion market cap. So normalized earnings power at 10 billion, I think justifies a $100 billion market cap. But that's like I said, just where you stay. What about what you do, what you eat, how you get there, the plane, the Uber, all of that stuff are equal, you know, 10 billion, 10 billion, 10 billion opportunities that that uh, Airbnb could launch. And I think, you know, the host home hosting market could go way beyond 10 billion too. So longer term, I see them putting the puzzle pieces in place to build a very high margin company, making tens of billions of revenue, redefining how we travel and access the world, um, which is, you know, it's investing in a future I believe in. That's like the number one reason I'm so fascinated by this company and this IPO. And I want to be involved. And I've been covering on the channel because it's actually one of the handful of Silicon Valley companies that's really doing it the right way and building a future that makes it all better for all of us. I can't get over just how, you know, amazing it is they're empowering developing communities with a hundred billion dollars of, you know, economic stimulus, essentially direct economic stimulus. Uh, that's so, so powerful while at the same time making the world more accessible, uh, more able for consumers around the world to have these experiences in different cultures, which I think brings humanity together, which as corny and lame as that sounds, I think that's, it's, I've personally like had my life changed by traveling and doing Airbnbs and meeting so many cool people. And I just think they're scratching the surface on unlocking a whole amazing decades and decades, maybe centuries worth of these amazing human experiences through their platform epic business to be a part of unbelievable mission so inspiring when you really think about it and a fa and and like they're going to make a ton of money too i think you know i just to come back to the last point like they're profitable they've been making money um i think they're ipoing on their terms from position of strength my only like thing that i'm a little bit beefing with or like rattled is i'm like man it could be this could hit the market 150 billion like they're they just could command a huge huge premium could be really hard to get in a cheap valuation it's kind of a bummer that people like me and you who have probably been customers for years and years have gotten to miss out on the upside of this equity investment that we all saw so long ago, but that's just sort of more of a structural issue with how the public-private markets work, not Airbnb's fault. But anyway, that's my wrap-up of Airbnb. Um, huge, huge believer in the company. Love the mission. Love the product. We'll be buying shares in this IPO in 2020 if the valuation's under 100 billion, maybe up to 120. We'll see if Chesky can convince me. On that note, Airbnb or Brian Chesky, if you're working on your roadshow or IPO, I think the best marketing you could do is come on HyperChange, do a podcast, explain your vision to someone who gets it and wants to be a shareholder. Um, of course, you have that opportunity open in by any time. Anyway, I'll see you guys next time. This is HyperChange. Huge shout out to our Patreon supporters, producers, fun in the channel. See you guys next time. Peace.